For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome one and all to another edition of After Hours with Defo and Luby. No Defo here, just Luby here to kick off Tip off your week. It was a weekend full of action. We saw Deshaun Watson get a record-breaking $230 million fully guaranteed deal to kick Baker Mayfield out of his stadium. And I don't know how the heck they'll end those commercials, but he won't be doing them for the Cleveland Browns anymore as Deshaun Watson will be the new face of the Cleveland Browns franchise. However good or bad that is, as I'm sure people have very different opinions about that. The NCAA tournament, March Madness, moves into weekend number two as we are now set with our Sweet 16. The University of Miami knocks off a lower... The University of Miami, as we are down here in South Florida, knocks off USC and knocks off the number two-seeded Auburn Tigers. Same... Peters was the story of the weekend as they took out Kentucky, the number two seed of Kentucky, Wildcats Thursday, and then Saturday took out Murray State as they are the highest, they're still the highest, lowest, I guess lowest seeded program left as a 15 seed sitting in the round of 16. You have Michigan, a team that I did not think should be in the tournament, and they shouldn't have been. 17 and 14. To finish the season, your coach punches an assistant from another team. You are 3-2 and two in your last five. You lose early in the Big Ten tournament. Michigan Wolverines should not have been in the NCAA tournament. So, of course, they win back-to-back games. They win their round of 32 game in dominant fashion. And now the Michigan Wolverines sit there in the Sweet 16. And the other double-digit seed, Iowa State, sitting there beating Wisconsin. Talking about Wisconsin. Beating Wisconsin to get the Sweet 16. Of course, you have Duke, who got by Michigan State. You have Gonzaga, who was in a dogfight versus Memphis. Team that struggled for most of the season, but played really well down the stretch. Came up with their stud young guys. Came up just short. And you have a Sweet 16 that features three ACC teams. The ACC, which was one of the worst conferences in college basketball. The SEC was supposedly dominant. The Big Ten was supposedly dominant. Well, the ACC, I guess, quote-unquote, the cream rises at the top. The ACC has three teams. In the Sweet 16, and it was a great weekend of action. St. Peter's versus Kentucky was a phenomenal game. St. Peter's, again, really, look, they're the VCU of this tournament. They are a 15 seed that I never heard of. I've heard of Shaheen Holloway, their coach. I remember in the late 90s, he was a beast with Seton Hall under PJ Carlissimo. That's a Jersey school I've heard of. I've never heard of St. Peter's, like, at all. And to see them, the Eddard kid is a lot of fun. He has, like, the porn stash. He looks like he'd be your, like, accountant or your IT guy. No, he's, like, kicking ass in the NCAA tournament. Um, That's a program that a lot of us have never heard of. We now know them. And they're a whole heap of fun to watch. Duke, look, it's the Code K 
final tour, even if you can't stand Coach K, which most of the people can't, it is a sort of a cool story to see him keep going on and to see a Gonzaga team that was the perennial favorite sort of struggle both of their games. The first game versus Georgia State, it was a one-position game until about nine minutes left. And versus Memphis, it was a one-position game right until the end. Like Memphis with a bunch of young kids who struggled a lot of this year. Memphis wasn't good this year. Memphis had a top three to four recruiting class. They stole Emily Bates from Michigan State. I mean, he had some injury issues, but they weren't good a lot of this year. And then like the last quarter poll, Memphis played really good ball and took them into the tournament, got to the round of 32, and almost made it to the Sweet 16, knocking out the preeminent favorite, Gonzaga. We had Arizona last late last night just get by in overtime to get to the Sweet 16. So, look, I, I'm out of South Florida and down here. People aren't really big tournament fans. <laughs> I'm born and raised on it, like literally my entire life. My dad liked it, and I loved it. I literally in PE when they would put it on, and I loved PE growing up, I would stop and just sit there and watch the tournament. Like, when I was in high school, streaming had just sort of started. People really didn't stream. I found a way to get on the internet and get the NCAA tournament when I was in ninth grade. So I've always been a huge fan of the tournament, and I don't watch college basketball these days like I used to. I admit it. But when tournament comes around, I'm married. I don't get to just sit all day. I find a way wherever I am, however I can, to watch the action and it never ceases to amaze. There's always upsets. There's always fun coaches that come out of nowhere. And St. Peter's definitely gave us that. And it's also good to get some of the story programs succeeding and seeing Arizona 01, seeing Duca 2, Gonzaga 01, move on is great. Also cool to see, look, the defending champion, Baylor Bears, a number one seed, get dominated by North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina controlled most of that game and dispatched a Baylor Saturday. Like, by Saturday, we had, was it two twos? We had at least one two and a number one out by the third day of the tournament, which is what's great about the tournament. But I've also talked with Defoe here about the fact that once you get through to the Sweet 16, you want to see those heavyweights come together. So you get a little bit of everything that you got from this weekend. Again, the biggest news from the football world outside of Lyle Collins beefing up the Bengals offensive line, Taron Armstead right now supposedly visiting with the Miami Dolphins trying to give Tua some protection. Was Deshaun Watson going to the Cleveland Browns? And look, I'll start here. So far, it's only been allegations, not even charges. And charges don't mean anything. You can be charged with something and still get off without being put away, let alone facing a trial, Okay. And even when you face a trial, it's innocent until proven guilty. That's how America works. So we're at 22, maybe plus allegations against Deshaun Watson. He will not be charged with any crimes, but he will face 22 civil suits. That's what's there. That's reality, okay? So the guy hasn't been convicted of anything, but you're allowed to be discussed negatively in the court of public opinion. And as a guy who is a Dolphin fan, and the Dolphins all last year were like the front runner to try and get Watson. I'm happy he's not coming down to Miami. Miami has so much garbage when it comes to their team every offseason. Look, this offseason, their now former coach is suing the league, every team, and his former co his former owner for not only racial issues, but also possibly trying to fix games. So there's always something with the Dolphins. So to have this guy that has this hanging over him, and who knows when it's going to be solved, and... It's funny, when the when the idea that Deshaun Watson wouldn't be charged came out, people were like, okay, now they can go trade for him. It doesn't mean he won't be suspended. Supposedly the Browns didn't reach out to the league. So they don't even know what he what 
if he'll get suspended, when he'll get suspended, how long he'll be suspended for. Ezekiel Elliott didn't have anything against him, got suspended. Ben Roethlisberger, before charges ever came for him, got suspended. Yeah, he may not get charged, but he has 22 civil suits against him. That's a lot. Like, I'm not saying he did anything officially. Again, innocent until proven guilty. But come on. Like, 22, and it was more. It was way more than 22 women. Only 22 will actually be involved in the suits. Like, that's a lot, man. There's something there. Sorry. So, I, the fact that literally in that area, rape and around rape organizations are already getting tons of funding because this is a big deal. PR-wise, you're going to be dealing with this all year long. If he doesn't play, you're going to deal with it. And if he does play, and yes, once he win, if they win, if they win, I'm sure the fans won't care. But we're in a day and age where you can't just shoot things away. This isn't the 70s. This is a day of social media, 24-hour sports and news cycles. Things, yeah, the cycle is quick. If things go away, if the guy's playing every single week, every time he plays, this is going to be a topic of discussion. Until the suits are settled. And even then... It was 22 civil suits. Like, the dude has to be a saint the rest of his career. And this is still going to be hanging over him the rest of his career. So, for the Cleveland Browns, look, Baker Mayfield wasn't spectacular. Baker Mayfield actually opened his mouth a lot. Baker Mayfield said a lot of things and tried to, and that his ass couldn't back up. And the Browns were supposed to, with the Bengals, they were supposed to be the Browns. Either getting to the Super Bowl or being a contender. The Browns were supposed to be legit last year, and they fell flat on their ass. And flat on their face. So I get a Mayfield who was up for the big contract extension. Probably wasn't the guy you want to give the big contract extension to. Fine. Deshaun Watson, on paper, on the field, is a better player. But he hasn't played in oh, well over a year. Well over a year Deshaun Watson hasn't played. And you have now 22 civil lawsuit allegations of sexual misconduct hanging over him. And you would think he's going to get some kind of a suspension. So to give him a record-breaking $230 million deal over five years... All guaranteed. That's what's record-breaking about it. All guaranteed. The quarterbacks get a lot. Aaron Rodgers, of a $200 million deal, got $150 million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers, who as much of an asshole as he become, a D-bag, a weirdo, he has had no major issues off the field, and is back-to-back MVP. Yeah, he's not late 20s like Deshaun Watson, but you know he's going to be out there. You know he's going to play at a high level, and you know he's going to make you a legit contender to win a Super Bowl, which you don't know if Watson's going to be that yet. All guaranteed. I mean, that's a lot. Like, the Browns, look, don't rarely go all in. So they went all in. The problem is it's on one of the most highly questionable figures we have in sports today. So that was the biggest story heading into the weekend. And then out of it again was the NCAA tournament. So I'm curious to see what we have going into next week. And the action, again, starts Thursday, goes all the way to Sunday. We down here in South Florida looking at the Canes as they were one of the double digits to get through. Very interesting game. Almost gave it away versus USC on Friday. And then yesterday, dominated Auburn. Like, Bruce Pearl talked a lot of crap. Auburn, Jabari Smith, is supposed to be a top three pick. A lot of people say he could be the number one overall pick. He didn't do much in that game. Miami came out early, often, and dominated that game. And it was also, again, like I talked about, really cool to see St. Peter's find their way to the Sweet 16. VCU went out in round one. VCU went out early. Who was going to steal the show as the Cinderella? DF1 I talked a lot about last week. Cinderella, Cinderella, Cinderella. Well, Cinderella by a lot so far is St. Peter's out of New Jersey. Shaheen Holloway, a guy who shined for Seen Hall in the late 90s. 
has taken the other Jersey school or one of the other Jersey schools to the Sweet 16. I don't know how much farther they're going to go, but that's the thing. Like, that's what's cool about the tournament is this is a success, right? Like, you're like, okay, well, how can the Sweet 16 be a success? It's not winning at all. Yeah, but come on. Like, St. Peter's, Kentucky has a ridiculous budget. For ba- basketball is what they're known for. Ridiculous budget, ridiculous fans, ridiculous everything. St. Peter's has nothing. And they went out and took them on head-to-head, went down to the wire. That's the thing. It wasn't like they were up early, and then Kentucky came back, and then it's like, all right, that's all. Because that's what you felt would happen. They went to freaking overtime versus Kentucky, hung with Kentucky, and won in overtime. A, the two-seeded Kentucky with a bunch of all McDonald's All-Americans, a bunch of studs, hung with them in overtime, and won. Like, that was amazing, that game. And the fact that St. Peter's then followed that up by facing a Murray State team that that was the exact team that John Morant was with a few years ago. They've been consistent every single year. They're a seven seed. To face them and dispatch them was impressive. So even if St. Peter's can't beat Purdue, which has been a top 10 team the entire year, the, the fact that they got this far is a success. And that's what's cool about the tournament is there is different levels of success and they're all acceptable. Like, just making it to the Final Four, if you're a power, is a big deal. Like, I'm a Florida State fan. I've never seen them in a Final Four. Yeah, years ago, they got to the championship game with Dave Cowens versus UCLA. Okay, the farthest they've gone in my life is Elite Eight. Now, every year lately under Hamilton, they've been in power. Elite Eight, multiple Sweet Sixteens, multiple round of 32s. This year, got hammered by injuries. If not for injuries, probably would have made a run in the tournament. So, I've seen that, but I haven't seen a Final Four. Like, a Final Four is a big freaking deal, and that's still only making the semifinals. Like, that's what I love about the tournament is you. we don't take more victories as sports fans, as competitors, but the tournament, there are clear victories without winning the title. And if you're a St. Peter's and you get to the Sweet 16, if you're a UM, last few years haven't made the tournament at all, have had injury issues, and you face a USC team that has a lot of size that's supposed to give you fits, and you dominate them and find a way to hold on and win, you face an Auburn team with the presumptive top, with a presumptive top three pick who every year under Bruce Pearl, whatever the hell he's doing, is a contender not only to win the SEC, but to win the to be a top eight, top ten team in the tournament overall. You go and you they dominated. I mean, they were winning the entire game, wire to wire, they won, and they won by double digits. To see something like that in the tournament, you lose even in the round of sixteen. Like, the Sweet 16, that's amazing. And that's a great year. And that's why I love the tournament. I always love the tournament. And I can't wait. Yes, baseball, there is spring training starting. You had moves down here in Miami. Jorge Soler goes from the Atlanta Braves to the Marlins. They actually try to spend some money after Derek Jeter spurned them. You've seen the Dodgers go get Freddie Freeman. You've seen a lot of other moves. Uh, The Phillies, the Mets, the NL East is just an arms race. The Atlanta Braves as well went out and got Olsen, spurned, which led to them spurning their uh, star in Freddie Freeman. So baseball is almost here. The NBA down here, we're excited because the Heat are the number one in the East. Tonight, the Heat face the number three seeded NBA MVP contender, Philadelphia 76ers. The Lakers and the Nets are still a mess. The, the Nuggets have sort of found their way a little bit. The Suns continue to dominate. The Warriors continue to struggle. So, the NBA is still going on. It's getting closer and closer to the playoffs. The NHL as well. Our Panthers, I know I'm mentioning a lot about South Florida. Look, we're out of South Florida, and our teams are actually doing some interesting things. The Panthers 
are second in all of the NHL, number one in the Eastern Conference, and made three massive moves over the last week, putting them really as the contender in the Eastern Conference and really as good as anyone in all of the NHL. Claude Giroux, seven-time All-Star, the face captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, is now like the fourth or fifth best player on the Panthers. Ben Cherry, one of the best defensemen in all of hockey, formerly of the Canadians, is now with the Panthers. And they also add Sam Reinhart from the Buffalo Sabres. The Panthers, a team down here that none of you care about. And even down here, we haven't cared about. They haven't won a playoff series since the late 90s. They didn't make one Stanley Cup finals run. Have been good now for a couple years. This young core has turned into a veteran core. They've added veteran pieces. Bill Zito, as a GM, has done a hell of a job. And the Panthers now are already a Stanley Cup contender, have now beefed up that team to really prove that they're not going away that they're not only good now, that they're trying to be great and trying to be great for a while. There's a lot going on in hockey as the playoffs are almost here. So sports world is all abuzz with either action going on or action to come. You have the Sweet 16 tipping off next Thursday at 7.09, Arkansas and Gonzaga. Then you also will get Michigan and Villanova, Texas Tech and Duke. Houston and Arizona. Yes, this is where you start to get those massively amazing matchups. Most of the games were really good this weekend, but you did have some blowouts, and it was sort of hum-ho, ho-hum. Well, this weekend is where every game should be a lot more fun. Friday, action tips off 7.09. St. Peter's, those peacocks of, of Jersey, take on Purdue. Providence and Kansas, 7.29. Then you have Carolina, which was impressive against Baylor, and they played really good down the stretch beating Duke before losing late in the AC tournament. They've been really good in the tournament. They take on UCLA. And then the game to finish off the Sweet 16, the game, uh, two of the four of the double-digit seeds still be left in the tournament. Miami and Iowa State finish off the night just before 10 o'clock as South Florida will, I think, finally be giving a dang about the tournament they have really to this point. I hope you have. I've really loved it, and I look forward to next weekend. I know Defoe will be back tomorrow, and we'll talk a lot about NFL free agency, Major League Baseball free agency, the NHL, the NBA. But most importantly, those brackets, I don't know whose are still intact. I haven't checked mine at all. I'm sort of scared. We do have a bracket competition here on Believe. You can always check out everything we're doing here. On Believe, Brandon Lane was a lot of fun last Thursday, and he talked a lot about the dogs barking. And we've seen some dogs barking as we have four double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. So check out our conversation with Brandon Lane. Check out everything we do Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, live on ION Channel. Just Google The Defoe Show, D-E-F-O, and all of our South Florida, or at least a lot of our South Florida content, you can check out Five Reasons Sports Network, their YouTube page, Five Reasons Sports Network, the number five. We have our own playlist, The Defoe Show. And of course, each and every day, check us out tomorrow, each and every day. Right here on Believe.com. Search after hours. After hours with Default and Luby. For the absent default, I am Mike Luby Lubitz. Check us out tomorrow right here on Believe. And like Default always loves to say, you gotta believe. Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices. And a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. 
Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Recently, we realized it's not just hurricane season that can hurt us. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Horizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Before you call the insurance company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at 954-809-8752. Would you go into court without an attorney? So why would you go up against an insurance company without Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa? Seven to 10 times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee, give them a call at 954-809-8752. Why go up against insurance companies alone when you can have Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa on your side? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.